It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to the very first program of 2022. Is that how you say it? 2020, 2022? I, I don't, I don't know. It's I'm confused. Uh, we did take last Saturday off. It was uh, it was January first, New Year's Day. Uh, we also took Christmas off, so I don't remember how to do anything. I hope Biff is <laughs> doing better than me, and I he remembers. I barely how to do found stuff. My, I barely found yeah. my way to the station, so I yeah. think we're in trouble this morning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> need, yeah. To, so, need the help from the callers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it. Uh, I remember uh, years and years and years ago, um, I did a program actually right not too far away from where Biff is right now. Oh, it was up in Nashua, New Hampshire, and it was a little radio station called WMVU. And it was like Merrimack Valley something or other. I think they've since gone out of business. And uh, we had a couple weeks off because of holidays and so forth. And uh, Dave Juve, who I did the program with, uh, he worked at the time, worked for AAA. And um, he was in the, he was, a, I don't know, director of government affairs or something like that. And uh, But he was a big movie buff. So he actually recorded a piece of the um, Wizard of Oz where they were lubricating up the Tin Man where things were squeaky and things and, and where they were oiling up the Tin Man so he could talk and he described that's what our first program back after the beginning of the new year was. We were a little creaky and squeaky before <laughs> we could get started. So Good analogy. Uh, yeah, so uh, again, a smarter guy than me came up with, came up with that kind of you know that's what it, that's what it was going to be. So uh, we don't have a guest schedule for today. So we have our callers as guests, and if you want to join us and wish us a happy new year, eight hundred three seventy ten forty nine or one zero four nine. I I guess I didn't. You know, did Jimmy did Jimmy change up the uh, the interview uh, the uh, the introduction because I thought it always said one zero four nine, but as I was listening to it, it said ten forty nine, which is. Which, I think he put a new intro in for the new year. I wow, my boy! I mean, I, I mean that. At least you. Li I didn't yeah. listen. I, yeah. I thought it was always one eight hundred three seven zero one zero four nine. That's what I thought, but I'm pretty sure he said ten forty nine. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I'm not in Massachusetts. I'm in Florida, um, where it didn't snow, but it did. We did have a tornado. Which I guess I have to get kind of used to, or technically, I guess it was it was a water spout, uh, which um, came up the creek and uh, tore a, tore a roof off the house right across the street from me. Went further up the street, and we have a community center in this uh, little trailer park, and uh, it, um, it, which is a real building, a real building made out of cement, and it actually took the roof off of that building as well. And uh, I think it damaged in this side of the street. I think it damaged about four or five homes. On the other side of the street, it damaged a couple as well. Uh, so um, something, something new. I, you know, I think I kind of like it snowing better. You know, I don't like. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Bet you didn't live, think you'd live long enough to say those words. Uh, I know, I know exactly. So, uh, but it was uh, it. Uh, uh, you know, it is. Uh, it has been um, fairly pleasant here, but it did snow, and I did an interview this week with a. Radio it snowed station. in Florida. Uh, well, it did actually it snowed in Northwest Florida. Oh. Um, so yeah, up around the Panhandle, they got a little bit of snow. But uh, mm. but I did get, I did do an interview this week. Even Jack- Jacksonville gets snow sometimes. Yeah, right? Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. up in that area somewhere. Yeah. And uh, but I did do an interview this week. Uh, even though technically I'm on vacation, but it seems as if you know when you do whatever that job is that I do, you're never really on vacation. You know, somebody calls you up and says, you know, at by the way, six thirty in the morning, and you hear your cell phone ring, and it's like, "Hey, John, uh, can you do can you do about ten minutes with us about uh, you know all those people who are stranded on ninety five in Virginia, and uh, you know what you should keep in your car in case of emergencies?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, sure, sure." So, um, so again, you you know you do you do what you do. You know that's why AAA still employs me, and I thank them for that. <laughs> um, so, uh, God so, bless you know, them. Yeah, even though I was on vacation, actually, I did uh, I did that, and I did an interview with a writer for uh, Car and Driver as well. Kind of same topic, uh, but no, you know, no you should... rest for the wary. Yeah, yeah, um, but it was you know as we were you know as we were talking about things and you know talking about you know what happens, and I'm old enough to remember the blizzard of '78 where people were stuck in their cars for three days, and uh, it, it was kind of funny. One of the, one of the uh, uh, morning hosts said, "Well, couldn't they have airdropped supplies to the people that were stuck on the highway?" I don't think so. I don't think no. they would airdrop supplies to the people that are stuck on the highway. No. But there are a few things you should always keep in mind if you are going to be out. First off, if you even think it's going to snow, never leave your house with less than half a tank of gas. And uh, one of the hosts said, well, I usually wait till the low fuel light comes on. And then I go and get gas. <laughs> well, first off, the low fuel light's a warning you're running out of gas. <laughs> you're it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's time to go get gas. And it's funny, that's an age thing. Uh, we, we did some studies that showed that's actually a real millennial thing is wait till the low fuel light comes on. And if you do that a lot, you actually damage your fuel pump in your car because yeah. the fuel pump in a lot of cars is sits right in the bottom of the gas tank. And it's an electric motor that is basically cooled by the gasoline in the tank. So mm. if there's no gasoline at the tank, the motor's still trying to work hot. and it overheats. Yeah. And just like if you have a sump pump at your house, for instance, it's designed to work with the water, and mm-hmm. when it runs out of water, it shuts off. And if you let it just run it without cook. the water going through it, it, it cooks. Cook. It. Yeah. And the same thing happens with the fuel pump in your car. So well, you should never of, go. Out. Speaking of cooking, this is a horrible segue. Not <laughs> a practice, John. John, it wouldn't be right if we didn't start off a new year with Robert from Tingsboro on the phone for first, first think- caller. First is, caller. Is, is that not appropriate or what? I, I think, I think, you know, he's, he's, he's part of the car doctor family, he's, radio family. He really so is. I think it absolutely makes sense we should talk to Robert from Kingsboro. Robert, and ask him, Robert, and you And ask him how the snow is doing there. Yeah. Yes, I am. Good morning and happy new year. And, happy uh, new yeah, year. You guys got nailed pretty heavy where you are. Get twelve plus inches, did you, John? Uh, well, where I am. Well, not where he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, where I, where I am, we got twelve inches of sunshine. Oh, um, we're in the Florida. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not the South Shore. <clears throat> yeah, and even and even on the South Shore, places in the South Shore did get twelve inches, but uh, 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 the Cape, where they said there was going to be uh, you know seven to ten inches, 
Um, uh, it looks like it got about an inch and a half. What so about it, what it, about Abington, John? What, what do you I, know? I I don't know because um, you know I sold the house in Abington and uh, oh, so that uh, by Abington, yeah, see it. yeah. So you know I and and I noticed that I I did I will say I did stalk Facebook and I found the person that that bought the house and they had a picture of themselves in front of their house that said, you know, our dream has come true. They were happy to buy buy our little house, so they seem all happy. So that's good. So uh, hopefully hopefully the snowblower I left them is doing its job this morning. Yeah. Speaking of snow, uh, my, my questions are more people leaving the snow on their roofs, and now that it's a lot of mass in New Hampshire, I'm still seeing a lot of it. Yeah, and, and it's funny, it's not really a... In New Hampshire, it's by county, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, certain counties say, oh, you have to take the snow off the roof of your car, you get a fine. In Massachusetts, there's always been a law that says you're responsible for anything that falls off your car. So, in other words, if you're if you're driving along, and you have a mattress tied to the roof of your car, and it falls off, you're responsible. Same thing with snow falls off your car. It, it's it's called failure to secure a load. It's under the same rules. But the state police are saying, "Hey, look, you know, if you're driving around with a foot of snow on your car, you're an idiot, and we're going to give you a ticket for it." Yeah. Um, so well deserved. Yeah, exactly. Because two things ha two things happen, and people don't realize it is you know sometimes people are just inconsiderate and they're like well oh, the snow will just blow off and yeah, you know so what it's just snow and it's going to blow off the car but it's not the snow it's the chunks of ice that are under the snow and the other thing that happens is you get in your car and it's all frozen with snow and ice on the roof and the first time you step on the brakes all of it slides to the front goes down the windshield all of a yep. sudden you can't see and the first thing you go to do is you turn your windshield wipers on and Not if you're lucky <laughs> if you're lucky it pushes the snow off the windshield. If you're unlucky, it burns out the the windshield wiper motor. And all of a sudden now, the, I priced out a windshield wiper motor for somebody just this week on a Cadillac. It was almost a thousand dollars with installation. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. So that was the, the I, I was going to ask you about you know these geniuses because my dark side makes me smile when I see them. You know they get burnt for it. I'm just wondering how long the wiper motor or the arms or anything lasts. Was that kind of Way on it, huh? Yeah, they, I mean, wiper motors. Wiper motors are designed to move uh, water. Right. They're not designed to move. They're right. not designed to move twenty pounds of snow. And sometimes mm -hmm. what happens is the arm where it attaches to the stud that comes out with a wiper arm, you know, has a. Uh, uh, some of them have like a, a rubber um, uh, piece in there, and the rubber piece will just strip out. And sometimes you could just retighten it. But other times, other times you literally burn out the motor. And, you know, sometimes you get lucky, the circuit breaker for the motor just pops and it quits working. But other times you don't get lucky and it burns the motor out completely. And, and it can get real expensive. The wiper motors were never meant to move, you know, yeah, exactly. you know I, tens and 20 pounds of snow. why they do that. Because yeah. it's panic. They, they can't see yeah. Yeah, and you know, would I do the same thing? Probably, if all of a sudden I couldn't see, I would. I would probably certainly, um, you know, turn the wipers on because I want to be able to see. But it's it, sort of you know, instinctual it, to do that, it's, right? It's, I mean, you, yeah. You, you, what else can you do? Yeah, and the easiest thing to do is go buy. You know, they used to be kind of hard to get the snow brooms. They were, you know, a chunk of styrofoam on the end of a handle, and. Um, you know, the used car dealers and new car dealers had them forever, and that's how they clean the snow off their cars. And now you can buy those almost anywhere. And it, and it really is just a piece of, you know, it's a 6 by 10 inch piece of styrofoam that is on a, a broom handle. Sometimes they're a little fancy. They're on an extendable handle. And you can clean the roof of a, 
uh, of an SUV really easy. I I um I actually left one in my shed when I sold when I sold the, the little house in Abington because I'm like I hope hopefully I never have to be able to clean the roof of my car anymore with snow. Uh, but it made it so easy you could clean the entire car you could clean all the snow off the car in a minute. There was no excuse to be lazy, and even if you were short. You could still clean it off pretty easy. It was it, because it was long enough where you could do it. So there's no excuse not to clean all the snow they, off your they car. They make now, step ladders too. Yeah, yeah, they 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 do. And <laughs> and and you know the the other thing is you know if if it is ice stuck to the roof of your car and snow, warm up the car a little bit, get the car warm, and then drag the snow and ice off the car. Don't don't you know first off you know don't be don't be stupid and get a ticket. But secondly, you know, think about the other people on the road, and people will panic. They see a ton of snow coming at them, and all of a sudden they, they you know, Change chances are if it was just snow, you could just drive right through it. And not, but people swerve, and all of a sudden that's how, you, that's how car crashes happen. Right. So yeah. You, you were yeah. mentioning gas, too. Um, ever since 73 when we had that so-called gas shortage, uh, from that point on, I always had my tank full. Right. And I never went less than a half summer or winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, it, it, and but unfortunately, people, you know, and one of my coworkers, you know, great person, and she's like, I, oh, you know, every time I talk to her, she seems to be almost out of gas. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you know, fill up, and you know, when you get down to half a tank of gas, fill up again. It's first off, it it doesn't seem as expensive when you do that. Yeah, and you true. and you know, you're going to be out. There's so often, and I think you know, this this huge backup of traffic in Virginia that was caused by a tractor trailer skidded and then another one skidded another you know people probably went out with a eighth of a tank of gas in their car thinking oh, I'm just going to zip out on the highway for a few minutes get back off and and uh and you know be home in no time and all of a sudden they're stuck in traffic for six seven eight twenty four hours and they're letting the car run and they run out of gas now they're the problem you know it's, it's bad enough it was because of the tractor trailers and the other cars, but all of a sudden you become part of the problem because your car ran out of gas. And, you know, I try to, goes. yeah, you know, I, I, and I always try to tell people, and it's funny you said Boy Scout, because I always try to tell people, you know, plan, plan for the worst and hope for the best. And, you know, that's what the, you know, that's what Boy Scouts say, plan for the worst and hope for the best. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, planning to go out, Put some heavy clothes in the car. You know, even if you're going out, I don't care if, you know, Biff's going out with shorts and sandals on in the wintertime. You know, have some, you know, have some warm clothes in the car just in case. And if you are stuck, you know, at least if you have, you're, you're, even, your, even your truck, Robert, uses probably about a half a gallon of gas an hour idling. So if you run the car for 20 minutes to keep it warm, shut it off until it starts getting cold again, maybe in 45 minutes, and you had half a tank of gas, um, you know, you could probably you could probably keep that car warm for 24 hours before you ran out of gas. But some people just leave the car running and running and running. Next thing yeah, they know, they're right. out of gas. So, And if you're doing that with a quarter of a tank of gas or an eighth of a tank, I mean, most smaller cars have somewhere between, you know, 14 and 16 gallons of gas if they're full. And if you think that half the people in the world drive around with a quarter of a tank of gas... You know, now all of a sudden you only have three or four gallons, and you and if you just leave in the car running rather than start it and stop it, yeah. you're gonna all run out of gas. That can farm yeah. inside of, uh, all that oh yeah. Space, you know, above the tank. Oh yeah, and that's what you know. Not as much today with 
ethanol in the gas and plastic gas tanks, but still cars with metal gas tanks, that empty space, when it cools off overnight, that empty space pulls all the condensation out of the gas tank, and that condensation drips back into the gas and then refreezes, and that's why you get gas line freeze-up. So, so, John, it, I, I have a question. Brings back um, memories of yesteryear. Is John? Is there still such a thing as what we used to call dry gas? Gasoline antifreeze is what it actually is, and gasoline antifreeze is two kinds basically. There's one that uses isopropyl alcohol, and there's another one that uses, I think it's methanol alcohol. One of them, and and. You don't need it as much anymore as you used to because there's already alcohol and gas. And um, But what happens is um, the one that uses methanol alcohol, I think it's methanol, um, is it mixes with the water in the gas, and then the alcohol and the water flow through the system and burn through the system. The other one actually mix, mixes with the water and the gas, and then the um the gasoline antifreeze they all mix together and it actually gets reburned so i like the one that actually uses isopropyl alcohol but don't don't be cheap and say i'm just going to go to the drugstore i'm going to go buy a bottle <laughs> of isopropyl alcohol because um okay. that's already got all the water that can absorb in it so you want to get the stuff that's made for gasoline antifreeze. so, so uh, re refresh my memory and i apologize robert i will shut up after this i swear no it's all right i don't mind listening because uh, i haven't it, used it since the 60s. um which which is which uh, john um does the water go on top of the gas the gas go on top? which which one goes to the top the uh, the uh, the alcohol uh, the uh, the water goes on top of the gas. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think now you know now that you say that, does the water go on top of the gas? No, the gas goes no. on top of the water. Gas yeah. goes on top of the water. Right. So the, the water the water's on the bottom. The water's on the bottom. Water's on the bottom. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a, I had a, I had to think I had to think back for a minute. Yeah. That because that's why when you. You, and it, maybe they still do it, but you know, as a as a sixteen year old um, gas station employee, at the end of the nights, I had to do two things. I had to take a long wooden stick and stick it in the gas tank to see how much gas was left in our gas tank, so I could say, you know, you know, we sold you know three hundred gallons, and big surprise, there's three hundred gallons missing from the tank since the last time someone did this. And also, you put some goop on the bottom of the stick. And it would measure how much water was in the bottom of the gas tank because that's where the water would settle. So yeah, yeah. So it the water goes on wow. the bottom, the gas goes on the top. And when you put the isopropyl-based gasoline antifreeze in, it mixes with the water, the gasoline antifreeze, and the gasoline. So it all mixes together and then burns it. Where the other kind, which is typically a little bit cheaper, the alcohol just mixes with the water and it kind of comes sort of as a slug of watery alcohol through the system which uh, you use them for different purposes i guess but i like the one that's one's just a little bit more expensive and and i believe and i think i got criticized on this once the term dry gas is actually a registered trademark of a dry gas company a gasoline antifreeze company so i always called it dry gas i always thought that's what it was yeah i, I thought it's that probably, was a, i thought that was a generic it, term it, it's, it's probably like kleenex so it's like kleenex yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kleenex there you, yeah. there you go yeah if i'm not yeah. mistaken i think the gas is between six and a half and seven pounds a gallon and water is like eight and a third yeah so, yeah it's yeah. definitely heavier 
Yeah, it's yeah, which is uh, yeah. So, but yeah, the water the water will settle to the bottom, and 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 that's why when you run your fuel tank almost to the bottom, you're getting all the junk that's at the bottom, which has a lot of water in it. So, absolutely. Well, it was great so, talking to you guys. All right, all right. Extended period, and uh, all right. Again, happy New Year to both. Happy New Year to you too, Robert. And, happy you know, New Year, Robert. Thanks. Give, it, Thanks give for us calling. a call whenever you want. Love to talk to you. Will do. All right, thank you. And if you want to join us like Robert did, 800-370-1049 or 800-370-1049, either way, you can give us a call and we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind about cars, car problems, technical service bulletins. And uh, uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the all-new Ford Bronco. We never got to this review three weeks ago. So we're a little bit we're a little bit behind on that one. We'll talk about that when we come back. And also we have a AAA membership we're going to give away and it's going to be the it's going to be the tricky way. It's going to be the electronic way. So you need to have an email address for us to give you a AAA membership, but we are going to do that. And uh we also uh also I need to tell you about the uh trip down to Florida and uh how my wife will never do this again. I don't know if it had to do with being with me in the car or she just never wants to do it again, but one way or the other. Our phone number again, 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. And uh, give us a call. You're listening to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. We'll be right back. Well, I'm a rolling daddy with a mean machine. It's got to be a motor that show is clean. I'm a hot rod man. Yeah, I'm a hot rod man. Pull out, little mama, gonna get you if I can. I got a cowboy caddy with a custom seat. It's leatherette. They're all rolled in pleat. Come on, little mama, sit by my side. You and your daddy gonna go for a ride. I'm a hot rod man. He's a hot rod man. I'm a hot rod man. He's a hot rod man. Look out, little mama, gonna get you if I can. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. At Ghibli's, you'll find fashion that will set you apart from the ordinary. Whether you're looking for the top brands in the world, like Brioni, Canali, Armani, or if you just want a pair of jeans, we have it all at Ghibli's. We have thousands of choices from around the world. Ghibli's menswear. Come in once, you'll be a customer for life. Now available, Canada Goose and Patriots gear. And for custom suits, whether you're hard to fit or searching for that perfect look, Ghibli's offers the finest in men's fashion from top designers. Visit Ghibli's 85 Andover Street, Route 114, Danvers, or at Ghibli's.com. Ghibli's winter sale is now 25 to 50% off most fall and winter fashion. Caring Choice Transportation is now offering private rides to anyone needing a ride to appointments, family occasions, or when you want to leave the driving to someone else. Caring Choice Transportation is well known for transporting children and adults with special needs to school and appointments in clean, well-marked wheelchair passenger vans. And now, they're available to the public. Visit their website to reserve your single ride or recurring trips at CaringChoiceTransportation.com. That's CaringChoiceTransportation.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
my laptop battery which you know claims to have good long life doesn't so uh it has been on for that long and it zipped down to almost nothing in a really short period of time and i guess it's probably my own fault because i have left it plugged in for two years it seems like so oh well you know but we did get it all plugged in sent my wife out to go find the plug and plug it all in so we're all good so you got um, you got your engineer to at work, I got yeah, yeah. Not I have a, I have an I have an I have an engineer here. As yes, well, you do. So, yes, yes. So yeah, so uh, things things are back. Um, well, I wanted to talk about the uh, the car that uh, kind of got me a, got me around for a while during during. Uh, well, actually, part of it, I guess, was during my move from Abington to uh, the Cape, and and you know, we we lived in a very modest little house in Abington, a little small house, uh, but we lived there for forty four years. We lived there for a long period of time, and again, it was a small little, small little, modest little house. Um, and we moved to our tiny little cottage uh, on Cape Cod, which is um, technically, Biff, have you ever seen those TV shows? Uh, you know, the Tiny House and Tiny House Nation, and all those things where they basically build little trailer houses and dr- drive them around. Um, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> and, but I guess the, I, the, I miss a lot. The, yeah, the uh, the uh, uh, you know what is considered a tiny house is something under like 600 square feet, and our cottage is just a smidge over that, just a little bit over that. So we basically had to move about twice as much stuff into about half as much space, and um, we you know gave a lot away. We were at the we were at the Goodwill and the Salvation Army a lot. And we we're very fortunate that the people who bought our house uh, wanted a lot of our stuff. So, you know, the, the dining room table, which we didn't have any need for, uh, snow blower, lawnmower, weed whacker, leaf blower, you know, all that stuff I gave to them. Um, they were happy to get it because they were moving from an apartment. So, um, you know, snow shovel, you know, snow broom, you know, all those things, they, they all got it. So, But the stuff we did move, we moved it in my car, the Hyundai Santa Fe. And we moved it in, um, you know, whatever I happened to be driving. And one time I was driving the new Ford Bronco, and uh, and it, it helped the move a little bit. The new Ford Bronco proves again that everything old is new again. The original full-size Ford Bronco debuted in 1990 uh, as a... 1966 model and went through a series of changes till the last one rolled off the assembly line on June 12th, 1996. Uh, now the Bronco is back. The big V8 engine has been replaced by smaller turbocharged engines, uh, a four-cylinder that actually develops 275 horsepower, or the twin uh, turbocharged V6 that develops 315 horsepower. Both engines produce incredible torque for their size, and interestingly, horsepower jumps by about by about 10% when using premium fuel. So they actually have it figured out that you don't need to use premium fuel. And if you're okay with, say, 275 horsepower, um, but if you 
but if you want 200 and, uh, you know, almost 300 horsepower, put premium in. You know, right now, premium is running about 60 cents a gallon more than regular. I don't think I'd put premium in. I don't think I want the horsepower that bad. All Broncos are four-wheel drive. Uh, both engines can be mated to a 10-speed automatic transmission. Um, and in a rare feature, the four-cylinder engine can be connected to a seven-speed manual. So kind of odd that they actually offer a manual transmission, something you don't see very often. There's six unique trim levels, and the Bronco is available as a two-door, four-door, hardtop, or softtop. And if you listen to last week's program, uh, we were talking to one of the uh, marketing people from Ford, and uh, there's actually a Sasquatch edition. Um, and the, the program that you heard last week, if you did tune in during the, uh, we called it a best of show, although it really wasn't because uh, I think most of the program had never been heard before. They were interviews that I did uh, in for triple a or whatever the case is and we were able to use them on that program so it was you know if you did listen last week it was uh it was a lot of new content it was just three interviews uh uh and our own jimmy carter put all of that together for us so again there's a bunch of different trim levels our we drove the four-cylinder engine in the badlands version uh where the roof panels can be removed and for a more adventurous of you out there you can also take the doors off what's kind of nice is um the mirrors are actually mounted on the windshield pillar so when you take the doors off you still have mirrors you don't have to uh uh you know some people when they take the doors off a jeep for instance where the hinges are they get mirrors that slide into where the hinge brackets are uh but you don't have to do that because the um the uh, the side view mirrors are actually mounted on the windshield pillars. The Bronco was capable of handling, I think, anything. Uh, this uh, at the center of the Bronco's off-road ability is Ford's electronic management system, dubbed Goat, which is not greatest of all times. It goes over any terrain uh, with settings to handle rock crawling, mud, sand snow and other difficult to maneuver situations there's two four by four systems a base two-speed electronic shift on the fly system and an optional advanced system that features two-speed electromechanical transfer case with auto mode for on-demand engagement between high and low range so you can shift it whenever you want you don't have to come to a stop and any of that kind of stuff what's interesting is that the on-road normal uh driving version it ride it rides pretty well normally when a vehicle is tuned for serious off-road travel on-road travel suffers it's not the case with the bronco which is fun to drive on any roadway the boxy bronco also looks and feels big until you start to notice uh the tie downs on the front fenders which uh are there i guess if you you know put a kayak on the roof or something you got something to tie it to but the uh the act is uh, kind of sightline so it's uh, kind of easier to park uh, because it is a big boxy vehicle out on the highway um there is some road and wind noise uh nothing objectionable but you know this thing's riding on 35 inch off-road tires fuel economy less than stellar even with the four-cylinder engine i only average about 18 or 19 miles per gallon in a mix of highway and city driving i found the cabin pretty comfortable all the gauges were easy to see and use the interior has a bit of a retro feel but the technology is completely up to date the ford sync system integrated easily with my uh almost smartphone not the smartest phone in the world anymore but kind of smart i guess um 
you know, some of the some of the features include automatic emergency braking, park assist, driver monitor, pedestrian detection, and there's even a night vision system that's available in the car. The front seats offer plenty of head and leg room, even with the front seats pushed back uh, all the way. There was still enough leg room in the back seat for taller passengers. The cargo area is uh, really pretty generous. It's 83 cubic feet with the seats folded. Again, you can carry a fair amount of stuff in it. As nice as the interior was in our Badlands edition, there seemed to be a little too much plastic that took away from uh, some of the quality elements. Um, you know, these things get pretty expensive, and at this price point, plasticky isn't something that I think should be something that stands out. Uh, the newest Ford Bronco has a retro style with the latest technology. It's a combination of off-road ability and on-road civility, I think, kind of make it a good mix. If capability and general coolness are what you're looking for, take a look at the Bronco by Ford. I think you'll like it. And that's the full-size Bronco, not to be confused with the smaller Bronco Sport. And this week, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, whether it's my own Facebook page, which is, if you look for me, it's Mr. John F. Paul at Facebook, because there already is a John F. Paul, so Mr. John F. Paul at Facebook. Or if you Google or if you search in Facebook, uh, John Knows Cars, um, there's another Facebook page of mine. And there's also the Facebook podcast page. So I guess there's lots of Facebook pages. Anyway, um, but I took a picture of the very first Maverick pickup truck that I've seen kind of out in the wild. Um, uh, Ford came up with the Maverick name, reissued the Maverick name for this new compact truck, which doesn't look so compact, by the way. Um, but this one was uh, an electrician was using it because it had the name of a electrical electrician on the side of it. Um, 2.5 liter hybrid, 40 plus miles per gallon. And I think it delivered price of just around $21,000. Now, I don't know what trim level this one was maybe a little bit more expensive but the idea that you can get a front wheel drive hybrid pickup truck that gets 40 plus miles per gallon with a decent cab and bed a small bed but still a decent cab and bed for 21 grand it's pretty cheap these days and uh, apparently ford has sold every one of these that they can possibly make i guess so at least for this year so, you know, you you may see a few out there people that got their orders in early, um, because things are things are still a problem. Uh, things, supply chain issues are affecting everything, whether it's cars or trailers or boats or um, back during the sales tax holiday, we ordered a new refrigerator for our little cottage on the Cape because the one that's there is thirty five years old or something. And we said, we'll order a new refrigerator. And it's just a plain refrigerator, nothing fancy. Uh, but it has to go in a certain spot because it's a little house. So things have to be a little bit smaller than normal. So it can only be like, you know, so tall and so wide and all that. Um, we found the one we wanted. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Home Depot had it. We ordered it. They in uh, whatever the sales tax holiday was, I think that was uh, second or third weekend in August. They said, oh, you should see... We ordered a, um, a European-style washing machine, too, that's kind of a washer-dryer combination all in one little unit that I could put in a closet. Um, that came in a couple of weeks. The washing machine, the, the refrigerator said, oh, you should get it in about a, they said you should get it in about a month. Well, it went from September to October, October to November. Um, they said, oh, you should get it by 
December 18th, I think. And I said, well, that's okay. We're still going to be in Massachusetts. That's fine. And then uh, it was supposed to be a Saturday. It was going to be delivered. And on Wednesday, I get an automated call from the appliance delivery company that calls me every other week that says we're delaying your shipment. And it said due to uh, uh, supply issues, uh, your refrigerator will not be delivered until March 8th. Well, that's a long time. That's August to March. And even then, you know, how how much can you try? So I finally so I called Home Depot up and said, look, you know, I'm, I'm being pretty flexible here, but, you know, this is ridiculous. Can you just give me my money back? And they did. So, uh, so no refrigerator for me, and hopefully the one that's there is going to work the way it's supposed to. So until we can find the one we want, but yeah, it's uh, you know this is kind of this is kind of interesting times. When we come back, let's do a trivia question, and this is going to be one you have to you have to know the answer to win a AAA membership. So AAA membership, uh, this will be a, a, a basic AAA membership, uh, good for a year. You need to have email because we're going to email you a special code that you only you can use because it's tied to your name, a special code, and you'll uh, you'll either uh, call our membership department or go into a AAA office and say, I have the special code, and uh, uh, and I've been told I can win a AAA membership. And uh, there you go, just like and, that. And so in addition we'll... to that, uh, radio station rules, we might as well go over them all. If you want anything from North Shore 104.9 in the past 30 days, please don't call. You will not be eligible to win. We do keep track. So please yep. don't call. And and we, try, we want to have as many different people win as possible. So thank you for that. And, and, uh, and if Jimmy Carter is listening, uh, I mentioned that we were going to give away a AAA membership, a trivia prize. And he said, maybe I can win. And I don't think I don't please. think he would be eligible. I don't, think, I don't think so either. But you know, he he might try to sneak. You know, he might try to sneak in with like one of his kids' names or something. So before we go to break, real quick, John, you know, I'm a kind of a curious guy. Sometimes I asked you about, you know, if you knew what was going on in Abington, where you used to live, in terms of snowfall. So I went on the Google machine. I couldn't find Abington, but. Rockland had 7.4, which is north of you, and Whitman, which is south of you, had 8.8. So you should have been in that neighborhood in Abington, I, I believe. I, I think, I think you know, you, you described exactly the middle of where I am. And uh, the uh, the uh, six-horsepower snowblower I left for the new owners of the house, I think, would be able to handle that snow just fine. Sounds like now, was, this, was the snow light, fluffy snow? It, uh, up here it was. I don't know yeah. on the South Shore. I think yeah. it might have been a bit. I think their temperatures were a bit more. But up here it was pretty good. It was pretty. It was pretty yeah. friendly snow, as we call it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't like the heart attack snow. No, I don't think yeah. anybody goes for that. No, no. That, you know, the heavy, wet, miserable. Even with the snowblower, it doesn't work good. It clogs all the time, and and you know, it's just it's hard on it. So when we come back, we'll do we'll 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 throw out the trivia question. We'll talk about my ride to Florida, and we'll talk about what happens when you leave a car for six, let's say I left it since June, yeah, uh, six months, uh, just sort of sitting here, and uh, we'll, we'll tell you about that when we come back. You'll listen to the Car Doctor program, and if you would like to join us, our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. We'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Emma, and when I was young, I dreamt of flying planes. So, at 15, I finally started taking flying lessons. I was actually flying planes before driving a car. Now, I'm 21, and I own and manage the Beverly Flight Center with my mom. On your very first day, you'll take control of the airplane and your dreams. We provide classroom and in-flight training by FAA-certified flight instructors. So, if you've ever dreamt about flying, check us out online at beverlyflightcenter.com and let us introduce you to the world of flight. Channel Marker Brewing, the North Shore's top-rated craft brewery, is celebrating their third anniversary on Saturday, January 8th. Hi, it's Hank Morris, and I'll be at their tap room in Beverly to celebrate with a live broadcast from 3 to 4 p.m. Enjoy a first taste of their third anniversary triple IPA. Delicious barbecue from Hill Country Market, music, and more. A portion of proceeds will go to Beverly Bootstraps to help those in need. See you at the CMB Tap Room, 95 Rantoul Street in Beverly on Saturday, January 8th. Happy New Year. I'm Joe Piantadosi. Tune in to Breaking Bread this weekend where my guests will include North Shore 1049's own morning man, Hank Morse, and comedian actor, Tony V. That's Breaking Bread, Saturday mornings, 11 a.m., Sunday morning, 10 a.m., right here on North Shore 1049. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast surveying the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Lots of sun today, but cold. Temperatures only in the mid-20s. Clear, cold of an hour, about 15, but temperatures rise late tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy. Rain breaks out during the afternoon. Could start to sleet. Temps not far from 40. Rain's done tomorrow night. Sun clouds cold Monday, low in mid-20s. Maybe a late snow squall. Then very cold weather comes in here for Monday night and Tuesday. Forecast being brought to you by Farrick Brothers Moving Company, your local move specialist. They're currently hiring for all positions. If you're now employed, they'll beat your current wage by 10%. Online at FarrickMovers.com. For local door shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. And thanks to Mark Rosenthal for thoroughly depressing everyone. Rain on top of the snow. Thanks, Mark. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, up here, we wouldn't have it any other way. That's, that's right. That's we, right. You know, uh, toys be us, we'd be misery up here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, which is, which is why I'm going to try to spend a little time in Florida. You know, we have, you know, providing the house doesn't blow away, you know, which is... You know, uh, Biff and I were talking about this. You know, we don't have snow, but we have things like tornadoes and things. And and the the thing we, uh, you know, the water spell we got was uh, was kind of a surprise. You know, it was, uh, um, you know, unfortunately I wasn't, I, or uh, unfortunately, one way or the other, I wasn't here. But the good thing is, uh, back in June, we kind of closed up the house and we have sort of shutters on the windows. And before I, actually, before I go into my story about storing a car for the summer or winter mm-hmm. it's it's time to it's time to put out the trivia question yeah and the trivia question is uh and you need i need make and model of car both make and model both, of car. or so, you don't win so like you know ford bronco only the answer right. isn't ford bronco. it's not that what is the best selling electric car in history according to ultimate quiz questions and you do uh, need email you do need email. Uh, Biff is absolutely correct. You do need email. So what is the best-selling electric car in history? And if you know the answer, give us a call at 
800-370-1049, and we will give you a AAA membership. Well, we'll give it to you electronically. We'll, we'll, I'll figure out that. And this is not the trivia question, but I thought this was weird when I was looking up questions, and I asked Biff if he knew, uh, what kind of feathers are used to clean Jaguar <laughs> cars before they are painted? What kinds of feathers are you... And I, who knew you used feathers to clean a car before it was painted? I never heard of. But uh, apparently, they use Jaguar uses emu feathers. I never knew. Never knew. I, I didn't know there was that many emu feathers available. Uh, but apparently, there are. So, but that's not the trivia question. The trivia question goes back to what is the uh, best-selling electric car in history. And I want make and model. What is the best-selling electric car in history? So, you know, back in back in June, uh, we were coming down to you know we were com- we were here we were here in Florida for about a week or so, ten days, something like that. And um, and I said, uh, you know, we have we have a Volkswagen down here. We have uh, my wife's 2015 Volkswagen that we shipped down here a few years ago. So when she was down here, she would have a car, and we put we put it away. And by putting it away, we don't have a garage. We have a carport. So we kind of tuck it over in the corner of the carport. I take a battery tender. I happen to use the battery tender junior, which is the little small one. And it actually fits in one of those. Um, I have an outside outlet with a plastic in-use cover, the, the clear plastic cover. It actually fits right under the cover. And I have it wired right on the top of the battery so there's no alligator clips. A little plug hangs out of the side. Um, and I plug it in, turn it on, just leave it there and kind of forget about it. And then I also um, cover the car with a car cover and fill up the gas tank. I add something. I add a gasoline stabilizer. I happen to use Stabil, S-T-A-B-I-L. Uh, so same thing you would put in your car in the wintertime if you were putting away your toy car for the winter or putting away your lawnmower in the wintertime or snowblower in the summertime it just keeps the uh keeps the uh, gasoline from getting stale i actually like to use the boating version which is a different color it costs a dollar or two more and it probably is exactly the same thing but it's a different color but it says it works better with ethanol um so i use i use that uh add the stable go for a you know 10 minute ride just swish it all around in the gas tank so it moves around i park the car on top of um Construction styrofoam, you know the pink styrofoam you see people put it around the foundation of their houses. I went out and bought a four by four square of that at the local home improvement store. It's about an inch and a half thick. I parked the car on top of the four pieces of it. That way the tires uh, don't get flat spots in them, and they kind of squish around the styrofoam. So uh, I I'm, I don't know how well it works, but it looks like it works. The styrofoam has indents in it afterwards, so it seems like it works. Um, I inflate the tires to the, the tires on this car. The maximum inflation is 35 pounds. I put in right around 35, 36, something like that. I don't tend to go over too much, uh, but I do inflate them uh, right up to the maximum amount because tires will lose about a pound of air a month. So, and the tires on the car are fairly new. So um, I do that. I When I close up the car, I also put a... Um, one of those moisture rid things, those plastic containers that have kind of, I think it's some sort of salt product in it that sucks the moisture out of the air. 
And being covered with a car cover, especially in a humid area, I worry about mold and mildew. Uh, my neighbor covered a car for two years. I think she was gone for two years, and it was covered with black mold inside. Um, and I also take a little block of wood and put it under the windshield wiper blades to keep the blades from sticking to the glass in the hot weather. Uh, the car cover reduces the car temperature by about 20 degrees. During the tornado, uh, we thought the car cover blew away. It actually just bundled itself underneath the car because there is a cable under it to keep it from, you know, keep it from going anywhere. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't actually tear off and blow away. It actually just blew under the car. So. Excuse uh, me, John. We, Yes, sir. Boy, that was a very, very detailed way to store a car when you're not there. Well, oh, we, yeah. John, the phone, the phones have lit up. They're like crazy. So I wanted to interrupt you because we do have a winner, Thomas. We do have a Thomas winner. from Pembroke, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and I've, we're going to put Thomas on the air. He's a he's a very willing guy. Thomas, you there? Yeah. How you doing? All right. You want to tell us, uh, John? You want to ask a trivia question again? Yeah. So, what is the most popular selling electric car in history? Well, as much as I hate them, uh, I mean electric cars, the Tesla Model 3. You are absolutely correct. It is the Tesla Model 3. That is the, that is the, uh, uh, in fact, that car was the best-selling car in California last year. Um, so why do you hate electric cars? I don't or is know. it just you I, hate I, Teslas? I am down in Virginia last week, and uh <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to be stuck in that for 12 hours well, or whatever it was. Well, you know, and I was thinking about that uh, because uh, um, uh, a writer for Car Driver emailed me and said, what should you do if you're stuck in your car for, you know, 12 hours? And I gave him a whole bunch of, you know, be prepared, blah, 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 blah. Him, and he said, you know, my thought is don't be in an electric car. But I wonder if you're stuck in traffic with an electric car, you're not using any electricity except to run the heat. So... Maybe being stuck in an electric car isn't terrible unless you run out of electricity. Then you're then you're stuck. But um, but if you if I guess if you entered the road with a fully charged battery that would give you 250 miles of range, and you know you drive 50 miles and you get stuck in traffic, maybe being in an electric car isn't terrible. I don't I don't know. I've never I've never been in one long enough to sit there and just let it sit and see how long the battery lasts with just the heat on. Uh, it might be it might be a better alternative, but if you went out there with forty miles of range left and ran out, um, you know we are at AAA. We are actually starting to you know uh, build vehicles that will have electric charges, electric vehicle charges on them. But you know we're not. It's not like we're putting a you know we put we put a gas can on every you know AAA tow truck. We're not going to put a, we're not going to put a generator on every AAA tow truck because it doesn't make any sense. So, uh, but. But, you know, we are trying. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was funny. I was talking to a guy yesterday. He said, you know, he, the last new truck he bought was almost $60,000. Uh, and he says that my next new truck is going to be electric because I like the idea of it. And he said, you know, but if I'm going to pay 60000 he said, I, I think I want something that I can plug in. So, there, you know, people are starting to, you know, starting to warm up to electric vehicles. I know, uh, you know, I, I, I think on my trip from... Uh, Massachusetts to Florida, I saw some Teslas with Massachusetts plates on them, so people people are taking them long distances. But but I'll tell you what, Thomas, stay right there if uh, Biff hasn't got your name, address, and email down, and we will, uh, uh, beginning of the week, I'll email you the instructions how to get your free AAA membership. And thanks thanks for listening, and uh, tell your friends to tune in as well. Stay on the line, Thomas, please. Stay on the line. Don't go away. 
And we need to take another break. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Uh, we'll be back in just about a couple minutes. Stay tuned and give us a call at 800-370-1049. Ghibli's, you'll find fashion that will set you apart from the ordinary. Whether you're looking for the top brands in the world, like Brioni, Canali, Armani, or if you just want a pair of jeans, we have it all at Ghibli's. We have thousands of choices from around the world. Ghibli's menswear. Come in once, you'll be a customer for life. Now available, Canada Goose and Patriots gear. And for custom suits, whether you're hard to fit or searching for that perfect look, Ghibli's offers the finest in men's fashion from top designers. Visit Ghibli's 85 Andover Street, Route 114, Danvers, or at Ghibli's.com. Ghibli's winter sale is now 25 to 50% off most fall and winter fashion. Spa Tech Institute is an industry leader in massage therapy and skincare education, and they are excited to announce their newest location in North Andover. You can become a massage therapist or esthetician in less than a year. Go to spatech.edu today to request information and schedule an appointment with someone from their team to learn more about massage therapy and skincare programs. Spatech Institute is bringing a well-established reputation in the industry to this new location in North Andover. So go to spatech.edu today to learn more. You date like you aren't 22 anymore. Like emotionally mature is kind of hot to you now. And six texts sent back to back is totally cool. You date like your experiences, relationships, they haven't just made you you, they made you interesting. Young love was great, but dating as a fully formed, emotionally mature human? Man, that's on a whole other level. Download the Match app today. Tune in every Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. for Caring Voice. I'm Joanne McInnes with Aberdeen Home Care. We're going to bring you valuable information about elder care and the elder in your life. Tune in Sunday morning at 7.30, Caring Voice. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. Yeah, so what happened was we came we came back down to Florida. Um, and, uh, we had, I have, I, Biff, have you ever done, have you ever done the Route 95 North to South Drive before? I have not, no. No. Well, I gotta tell, I, I mean, from an out. airplane, I looked down, I could see, yeah, 95. you looked down, I could see, see 95. You, yeah. Does sometimes. that count? No, that doesn't count. Uh, that, well, that's the only way that my, I believe my wife is ever gonna go back. <laughs> um, and so I'm not sure if it was all that, um, uh, special time we spent together in the car or just traffic. She she doesn't particularly care for um, road trips so much. Um, and So uh, did you take or, it like uh, one bite at a time? You yes, took your time? Yes, we at, did, we, yeah. we, it, it is about well, it, it, according to uh, according to uh, Google Maps, it is 1,551 miles from my house in Dennisport to uh, Englewood, Florida. And um, so we did it sort of 500-ish miles at a time. 
So the first, on on Sunday, the day after Christmas, yeah, we got in the car. It was about 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, what, you know, what was weird. it like? I, was that was the weather okay? It was okay, right? Weather was weather was fine. Yeah, weather okay. was, it was yeah. a little rainy. It was a little rainy, but That's it, what was, I it was yeah. fine. It yeah. was fine. Right. So uh, we uh, we got in the car and we you know drove till uh, we needed gas, which was um, just the other side of New York, uh, where I paid almost four dollars a gallon for gas. By the way, wow. Um, were you in New York it, or uh, were you in New Jersey? No, or? we were. No, we we're in New York. We we're in New York, and and I'm like, you know what? Um, and we we're looking at these gas islands gas station places and they literally had lines of people getting gas and i'm like oh maybe they know something i don't like there's no gas station for the next 200 miles or something so um there was by the way um but we you know so we finally found one that wasn't quite as busy and we got gas and you know we're you know stopped to use the bathroom you know what you do when you you know been driving for you know, a few hundred miles at a time. And my Hyundai doesn't have the biggest gas tank in the world, so I think fully, you know, filled up completely, it claims to have about a 350-mile range, which 350 miles is about six hours of driving, so that's plenty of time to be sitting in a seat. So, you know, we'd stop and get gas when we get down to between a quarter and a half kind of thing, and that was a good time to stretch. So uh, we stopped in uh, Maryland-ish, area my wife said maybe it'd be nice if we stopped stopped like near chesapeake bay maryland because we could see the water and that might be pleasant and well that's not exactly right off of 95 so maybe that wasn't the most you know the best idea but we we stopped and we didn't have hotel plans you know we we said well we'll just find a hotel and we found a nice enough i don't know some you know hundred dollar night hotel that you got free breakfast in the morning and uh it was a pleasant enough hotel and then what was nice is where we mistakenly stayed in maryland uh it avoided the city uh so around washington dc so we didn't have to deal with that monday morning traffic and uh then we got back on 95 and we drove until we got to about a half hour away from georgia so we're in south carolina route 95 in south carolina turns into sort of two lanes it's not much of a highway and which was i figured 95 was you know major corridor between you know north and south it'd be four lane super highway not so much when you get into the carolinas uh when you get back into georgia it spreads back out it gets up into three or four lanes again um and then we stayed overnight we pulled into a hotel where there was uh i got the next to last room that was available uh, because people got stuck in traffic and they decided it was a good time to stop. And then uh, on the third day, we made our way here where we only got stuck in traffic one day. And so it wasn't, I didn't think it was terrible. My wife thought it was horrible and we'll never do it again. But, uh, but it was, it was, it was sort of, uh, it was, it was interesting. I'm glad I didn't do it, you know, towing a camping trailer or something. I don't know how much fun that would be. But anyway, so that's my story. Uh, next week, uh, we'll kind of go on a little bit more about, you know, if you haven't got your car ready for winter, it's certainly time, you know, it's past time to do that. We'll talk about the importance of winter tires in your car to be able to keep things going. But uh, until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. And if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Uh, it's something you need to do. Until next week, everyone, take care. Bye-bye.